Well, I never. Yikes. Yuck. Can you believe people do that? Who does that? Sharon <laughs> Nelson from here. In our idiom, our expression today, our proverb is, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Of course, my pen's not letting me cross it out. But the point is, cross it out. Just stop. Stop yourself from saying anything at all. This is an idiom, one of my very favorite expressions on the planet, as is things like the golden rule. You know, treat people the way you want to be treated, treat people the way they want to be treated. One of my friends posted about that yesterday, and it's taking it a step further. Uh, assuming you're working with the right people and you're involved in the right relationships, treating people the way they want to be treated treated is absolutely the, the best thing that you can possibly do. So if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Where did this where did you first hear this expression? I first heard this expression, I'm sure from my mom, when I was little, probably barely able to talk and toddle and was probably taking one of my sister's toys or they were taking one another's, we were taking one another's toys or not getting along in some way. Or it could have been the time that my older sister and I got into the bottom drawer in the kitchen and we took a 50 pound bag of flour and a 50 pound bag of sugar and we dumped them out on the kitchen floor and we mixed them all up and we made our own little sandbox because it was winter in Wisconsin and we were looking for something fun and creative to do. And that could have been the time when my mom said, if I can't do anything nice, I'm not going to say anything at all. If I'm not going to say anything nice, I'm not going to say anything at all. There's different versions of this. I like to say these days, if you can't do anything kind, if you can't be kind, just be quiet, go away, don't participate. Uh, so often we feel like we need to get our two cents in or share our opinion when the truth is it doesn't really matter. What we think is none of anyone else's business and what they think is really none of our business. What they think about us even is none of our business. So where does this idiom, this expression, this proverb come from? It's relatively new, although it can be traced back to the Bible in biblical times. Proverbs 10, 19 says something to the effect, let's see if I can get this right, when words are many, sin is not absent, but he who holds his thought is wise. Something like that. I might have mixed it up a little bit, but for the most part, you understand, hey, just because you talk a lot doesn't mean you're, you're not foolish and that you're not a sinner. Just because you hold your tongue shows that you have the wisdom, at least the discernment to know when you should talk and when you shouldn't. Sometimes we just don't need to say anything. I, I like that if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all more than, I probably use that more often than don't because uh, to me, there's no such thing as can't. And so that reminds me doubly that if it isn't kind, if, if my reasons and my motivations for sharing something aren't positive to make the world a better place or to help someone, then I sure as heck ought not to be even saying it or spewing my opinion. How many of us have been in a store or, you know, when we're raising kids, at least this has happened to me. You're in a store, your kid's freaking out about something. Maybe you said, no, you can't get that third toy that they want or that candy that you know is just going to mean another trip to the dentist. So you're like, no. And they proceed to throw the four-year-old tantrum. Anybody? Anybody's kids ever do that? It was really interesting to me. My son never had a tantrum in his life. And then along comes this little redheaded girl who my my ex-husband and I, we would just we we were looking at her in shock. I remember the first time she had a tantrum because we're like, what even is this? She's kicking and screaming and yelling and we're like, She's like three and we're like how would she ever think 
to behave this way. So it was funny, but, but people like to judge how you raise your kids. People like to judge everything about everyone else because it takes the attention off themselves. Uh, so how many of us have had somebody, we're, we're in a moment or a situation that we're struggling with to handle anyway, and they come along and they add their advice, their two cents, and they're, they're usually criticizing and judging and making assumptions that have nothing to do with what the situation is. If I tell my child they can't get a sweet and they throw a hissy fit, that's not because I'm a bad parent. It's a learning opportunity for my child. I don't know hardly any kids that didn't be told no and not react in the first place in the way that we would have expected them to. Okay, mommy, I understand why I can't have that lollipop. No, they, they want what they want. And so they use every tactic in their little young lives to come up with ways of dealing with it. You know what? We adults aren't that much different, right? When we're criticized or judged or when we're interfered with in ways that we think are overstepping or controlling, we tend to push back. We tend to get upset. We tend to join into the fray. Uh, we've seen a lot of that in America in the last year in particular and around the world with respect to not. And people are blaming COVID, but I don't think that's true. My daughter reminds me when I say, geez, people seem so standoffish and and kind of scared of one another. And she's like, that, that's always been around. COVID just accelerated our noticing of it. So today I have a question for you. Oh, where did this come from? Actually, Alice Roosevelt Longworth, the daughter of Teddy Roosevelt, who is a longtime Washington resident and socialite, who is known for her quips and her comments, was attributed for saying the exact, if you don't have anything nice to say, sit by me. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And then there was another version of it too, but she's attributed to those. But again, it goes back to the Bible. And even Bambi, not Bambi, even Thumper's mother in the movie Bambi, which is probably why I am so familiar with this expression, says that. In kindergarten, we learn... If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all, right? Just keep quiet. There's no reason to comment on someone's outfit if you don't like it. And it's the, the most ridiculous thing you've seen in the world. There's no reason to comment on someone's speech if they are doing the best they can and they're getting their point across their message. You know, there's no reason to comment in a negative way. There's no reason to judge people's Facebook Live videos if you've never done a Facebook Live video yourself. Unless you're providing feedback and constructive comments. Hey, this video made me feel uncomfortable and this is why. That's always valid. Sharing how you feel and how you react to something is always valid. But saying, hey, you're the Wicked Witch of the West and you should never do another video. That one still cracks me up. So today, when you are in a situation or you observe a situation or see a situation, how difficult or easy on a scale of one to 10 is it for you to Hold your tongue, not pass judgment, not say anything, not comment, either offline or online, in life or in your business. How hard is that? Let's say one, is it super duper easy to just mind your own business? Ten, you got to horn into everybody's business. You have to comment on everything. I, I got a sister who has to comment on every political thing on social media. Well, what does that tell me? She doesn't have enough to do. If she's got enough time and energy to comment on all the political things or all the anything that upsets you online, you obviously don't have enough to do. And we forget that how we act, what we say, what we give people feedback on and don't give feedback on is usually more a message to ourselves and shows the world more about who we are than who the person we're talking to or judging or criticizing or commenting on is. 
this shows up in corporate America for me and in small businesses and in life all the time with respect to giving people feedback. When we say we're giving people feedback or constructive criticism, there's a place for that. I personally, and my daughter and I, we were talking about this the other day. We're like, I love constructive criticism and feedback and question and answer periods because a lot of times people will bring up questions and answers in trainings and in sessions and, and at events that I I didn't even know that I had that was in the back of my mind. I was wondering that same thing. And so I love it when we do critiques and I'm one of those weird people that loves audits. I love audits because they show me the, the real truth about what's going on in my organization. So it also is an indication of how we talk to ourselves. You realize that if you are quick to judge and quick to criticize other people, chances are you're doing the same thing to yourself in your own self-talk and in your own beliefs about what you're creating in your life and in your business and in your world. Do we want to be doing that? It's a great reflection of, well, how am I talking to myself? If I'm criticizing everybody in my organization and micromanaging them for everything they do, is that because I need to keep on top of myself and be harping at myself all the time to keep myself on track? Kind of a negative motivational perspective, but people do that. I've been through periods of my life where I've been more judgmental and very critical. And I reminded myself, hey, this is just like feedback. What is the purpose of me sharing this? What's the purpose of us communicating with our customers? What's the purpose of us seeing and having different conversations with the people that we partner with to supply the solutions that we supply to our customers? What is the reason? If uh, in our supply chain, that's a great opportunity for feedback. But how we get that feedback, when we give that feedback, the reason and the purpose for giving that feedback should always be taken into consideration before we open our mouths. So I'd love to know your experience with this particular idiom and expression. If you, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. If you can't, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. That's the original, I believe. But there's a lot of different versions of it. Love to know your experience with this. I would love a few people to be brave and share in the comments below. How difficult or easy is it for you, scale of 1 to 10, to just keep out of it? Mind your own business. I would say I'm probably at about a 6, if I'm being honest nowadays. But during certain times and certain episodes of my life, I go all the way up to a 9 or 10, depending on if it's my business or important to me or not. And other times, I just zero to one, nothing. I just have no business. There's so many things that are important for us uniquely to pay attention to. Why do we want to pay attention to the things that just don't matter? All right, have an amazing day. I'll be with you tomorrow with another interesting idiom, 100 Days of Proverbs, beginning of this year. I think we're on about day 69 today from the beginning of the year. And we'll go into uh, to the 100 days and then we'll figure out something else fun to do with respect to idioms and proverbs and expressions and things that mean something different than we might think that they do. Have an amazing day and I'll of course be with you tomorrow.